Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by a senior on the Villanova Women's Club Hockey Team, Sarah Barshap. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? It's going really well. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I sort of want to start off uh, this interview talking about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of working all the way up to where you are today. Uh, so just doing research on yourself, it says that you're from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so I actually have a bit of an unorthodox background with hockey. Um, I started skating at a very young age. It was like a very big thing in my family. My dad skated. My cousin played hockey in college. So kind of grew up. It was one of those like must-have things that I learned to do. Um, I actually started out competitively figure skating. So I did that for pretty much my entire life up until high school. And then I really like always thought that I wanted to play hockey. So I transitioned into it um, in high school. I started working at the rink in my town and just sort of sitting in on the practices that like the club teams would have there and like just started really kind of immersing myself a bit more into hockey as like a player because previously I really was just a fan. Um, I didn't have like a ton of sort of organized hockey experience growing up, but definitely working at the rink and being able to like participate in lessons and kind of all the stuff that I would do there uh, definitely set me up really well and, and gave me an opportunity to start that. Uh, did you have a favorite team growing up, a uh, favorite player? I'm assuming it's the Devils, but I could be wrong on that. Ooh, unfortunately, you are wrong on that. But uh, my favorite team is the Rangers. So been very nervous all day to see the outcome of that. My favorite player growing up is Henrik Lundqvist. I feel like it's maybe a cheesy answer, but I just really loved like how he was a leader on and off the ice. And I think in general... Um, he really inspired like a lot of the way that I approached hockey in terms of seeing it kind of as like a business at the same time as like a sport and a passion and really like his philanthropic approach to it, I thought was always super inspiring. So that's like something I've always carried with me. He's probably the best dressed player I've ever remembered in the NHL. The guy always came in like the best suits I can think of. It's awesome. That was, that was my favorite part of Lundqvist. Uh, his game was the off the ice uh, suit game that he had. Definitely. Very strong style. Well, good luck in Game 7 tonight, as obviously when recording this. Um, I'm a big Bruins fan, so I didn't really have a good Gaming 7 experience uh, last night, but uh, hopefully it works out better for the Rangers. Thank you. <laughs> now, I, so when I was doing research on you, I could not find where you played hockey before Villanova. So I, I'll ask, where did you play hockey before you went to Villanova? And just talk about your experience there. Definitely. So that is actually not a fault of yours at all. That is because I did not play hockey before I came to Villanova. Wow. I, yeah, I really just, I worked, like I said, I worked at the rink. I skate guarded. I ran private lessons uh, for figure skating. Um, I sat in on the ones for hockey just because I wanted to kind of see what it was all about. But yeah, I did not play organized hockey before coming to Villanova. So I, you know, always like joke to my friends that it was kind of like a, a last minute thing that I never thought I'd be playing hockey in college. I, it's something I like always dreamed of doing. Like I pretty much have lived the dream the past four years being able to like finally play the sport that I've loved for a really long time. But yeah, no previous experience. So how do you transition from figure skating to hockey? Because obviously it's people would think that it's a seamless transition. But from my perspective I feel like it's not just because it's such a different sport the way you use the ice the way you skate obviously this even the skates are different so was it a tough uh, transition from figure skating to hockey or was it uh, pretty easy for yourself 
Yeah. So the first time I like physically put on hockey skates was probably like the most embarrassing day of my life. <laughs> it was, I want to say near the end of my freshman year of high school was the first time I really gave it a shot. And I think definitely having the figure skating experience, it strengthened me in a lot of ways, like as a skater. Um, I think like I was very well balanced, like I moved well. And obviously like figure skating, it's like a very rigid system of training. So obviously in terms of like stamina and overall like athleticism, I think that was definitely an area where I felt stronger in. And then obviously in, like the other side of hockey, which is like, you know, stick handling and stuff like that is definitely a bit of a um, shock to the system. It was a lot more like multitasking because in figure skating, I feel like you're your only instrument is your body. Like it's a performance that you're putting on. And obviously there's a very high level of intricacy to that. But in hockey, you have all of these like other considerations, like the puck, the stick, where you are on the ice, kind of things like that. So it definitely was an adjustment, but it's something that I think I've definitely improved with over time. Yeah, I feel like I would have a tough time adjusting to figure skating from hockey just because I'm so used to having a stick in my hand and just doing that sort of multitasking in my brain. And I also could, I'm not graceful at all. So it looked weird doing all those like different moves and stuff. What was the best move that you pulled off as a figure skater? Um, I mean, I think definitely landing an axle is always a great feeling and it, you know, it looks nice for show. So I would say that probably. Did you have a favorite figure skater growing up? The only one that I remember was Gracie Gold, just because I remember being in New York when the 2014 Olympics were taking place and like, Obviously, like we had the TV on and that's all they were talking about. So that's the only figure skater I ever remember growing up. Yeah, to be honest, like I didn't watch a ton of figure skating. Yeah. Definitely some like, you know, bigger names like around the time of the Olympics, like we would talk about um, like during our training and stuff. But I've definitely been like a hockey girl through and through since day one. So can definitely speak a bit more to that growing up. So how did you prepare for your club hockey tryout, I assume? Uh, since, since you haven't played uh, organized hockey, what were some of the skills that you worked on to try to, I guess, improve your game and get yourself ready for your college hockey experience? So the funny thing about Villanova, actually, my freshman year, there were no tryouts. Um, we had so after there was four of us um, in my grade um, joining freshman year. And with those four, we had 12 people on our roster. It was definitely like a big rebuild year for our program. We had a new coach who's like my been my coach for the past four years here. It was his first year. It was, you know, my first year, obviously, like on a team. So it, there was definitely a lot of adjustment. I didn't really know what I was walking into in my first practice. And it's really funny. Um looking back at it now like a lot almost all of the girls that I skate with have like a very competitive and intense like club hockey background so I definitely wasn't sure if it was for me at first but my coach said to me he was like you know what we have we have 12 bodies that we're putting out on the ice like yours might as well kind of be one of them and so I really took on that challenge and just day in and day out tried to do things like in our practices and kind of preparing for games to keep up with people around me and I think having that very competitive environment that I was watching walking into really set me up well and motivated me to want to be the best as well. So let's take a few steps back. So obviously what made you want to go to Villanova um, as a college when you're going through the whole process in high school, what made that school stand out versus other schools you might've looked at? Yeah. So I think what the main thing was really like the sense of community that I felt on campus. Um, I toured the school twice and both times, like I really just loved it. Um, again, like I, 
told you, was telling you kind of before we started talking, I'm in the business school here, which is obviously a very prestigious program. And I was interested in pursuing that uh, for my education. So I definitely knew I wanted that. And I think somewhere in the back of my mind, I wanted to go somewhere where I knew there was like a hockey team I could potentially join. Like I said before, I, I never thought I would play hockey in college, but just the fact of like knowing that it was there. And even if I wasn't physically playing, like I knew I wanted to get involved with a hockey program, like at any really level. So definitely was a consideration. Now you said that you're a business major. Talk about that and what type of classes do you take, especially now as a senior? Yeah, so um, I'm an information systems and analytics double major with minors in accounting and artificial intelligence. So I do a lot of data science, analytics. I'm like very passionate about sports analytics. That's kind of what I'm doing full time with my career after graduation. So um, yeah, just like a lot of classes working with different technologies and a lot of like very math intensive courses. For sports analytics, uh, what are some things that you like, I guess, do with that? I know that makes me sound dumb, but I just I don't get it. I'm not a math guy, as, as uh, most people are aware. But how do you sort of like work on that? Because I see a lot in baseball, but not really in hockey. Yeah, so that's actually kind of a great point that you just brought up there is growing up for me, one of the ways like I've always been really kind of passionate about math and stats. And one of the ways that I sort of fostered that love, and this is like the cheesiest thing I'll probably say is by watching Moneyball, which is I feel like kind of how everyone's story starts. And yeah. You kind of see that movie and like you see all this like sabermetrics, like the sports analytics at play and like just how important it is. So I think for me right now in like the hockey space, there's like, in my opinion, at least there's like kind of a big gap in where hockey is compared to other sports in terms of the use of data and analytics. So for me, looking at that, like that's why I've wanted to grow my skills and kind of pursue a career in that industry, because I think that there's a lot of growth and a lot more that can be done with it. Um so in my day to day, like I work with like a lot of really big data sets, um, you know, for various sports, just running like different regressions, building out models and a lot of my classes, like for projects that I'll take on, I'll always opt to use like a, some kind of relevant data set to sports to sort of see how I can create new insights and kind of grow that connection. And obviously data help and statistics help players um, get better because you can use that information to talk to the player on what they need to work on. Is there like a one thing that there are a lot of people have been having a conversation though, sort of the balance of the human aspect of sports and then also the statistical aspect? Like there's some things that you just can't measure with statistics. I'm sort of curious your per perspective on that. If how important is how how much should I guess st stats be weighed on a player? I think yeah, I mean that's a great question. I think there's definitely a good balance, and I think a lot of that comes from sort of like the coaching perspective on it. Um, I think one of the key things, like when you're a coach, is understanding like how much stat like your players want to understand about themselves because on a lot of teams a lot of athletes you know might be a little bit more hesitant they kind of know their own weaknesses their own problem areas they want to assess their performance on the ice through more of like a qualitative assessment um with like different drills and stuff and then other players they want to know exactly what their stats are exactly where the areas from improvement are based on what the numbers are telling them so I think a lot about it of it is just understanding like what kind of players you're dealing with and what their different needs are our team we've been very lucky that you know even since my freshman year we've gotten a lot more access to our raw data so now we have a lot more insights about our players and you know some players are really interested in hearing about them kind of seeing what the numbers look like um seeing what different reports on our comp competition looks like and then other players it kind of just goes over their heads and they're just kind of 
happy to be there and work on what they have during practice. And, you know, both there's not really like a right or wrong way to do it. It's more so what works for the person. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the 2020 World Series where the pitcher got pulled out like in the fifth inning after he was playing well, but the data said that's when they should pull out the pitcher. They don't want him going through the third time in the lineup, and it caused a lot of that debate. So I always find that pretty interesting. Absolutely, yeah. Well, let's t- so talk a little bit more about the club hockey team and the process of joining the team if you're a prospective athlete. Um, so obviously for your class, you guys just joined the team. There wasn't really a trial process. Um, has that changed in the last three years of you being on the team or is it still sort of the same thing? Like if you just want to play hockey, you can join the team. So it's definitely changed quite a bit. So when I joined the team, like one of the first thing that I noticed is that again, like you mentioned, we didn't really have a way of connecting with the team. Like there wasn't really a system laid out for prospective recruits to sort of get in touch with us, learn more about the program. So right when COVID hit, I took on kind of the first of many big projects that I've taken on with the team, which was building us a website with a recruitment portal. So now if you go to our Villanova Women's Ace Hockey website, you'll see there's an entire section just for recruits where you can learn about the team and fill out a form. And that form gets sent directly to our email. Once that happens, um, we basically enter all of the information that's submitted into the form into a huge database that we have now we've had for the past three years. And it's, we've had players reach out for the fall enrollment class of 2027. So people are like really taking advantage of it, which I think is super awesome. And Having this sort of database has really allowed us to build connections with prospective students um, and really maintain the conversation about their potential future at Villanova since really the first time that they reach out. So today's actually decision day. So tomorrow there's going to be a round of emails going out to a lot of the girls that we've stayed in touch with to really confirm what our incoming class is going to look like next year. And I think it's really interesting, you know, looking at the business side of what it really is being on a club sport since we can't have this sort of really rigid, you know, recruiting system that goes years and years in advance. Like a lot of it does depend on what the admission statistics look like for every year. But for us, we've gotten very lucky where we've pulled a lot, you know, from the New England area, from Chicago, from like really big hockey hubs. And we're just trying to continue to grow our relationships with those admissions officers so that we have a lot of girls reaching out in advance, building out their connections and ultimately growing our freshman class every year. So let's talk about the on the ice stuff that your team accomplished uh, throughout your past few years. So my first question to you is what was the, was it, how did you develop, how did your game develop from your freshman year to your senior year, especially since you never played organized hockey in high school? Uh, Was it a, was it a steadily direct, was it a directly climb uh, regarding your development or was it sort of like a roller coaster from your freshman year to your sophomore year to your junior year to your senior year, especially with the COVID stuff sort of uh, making it a challenge in the middle of that? I think there definitely was a lot of growth to it. I think my freshman year, I got really lucky with just like an amazing group of girls that I had joined the team with. Um, It's interesting because a lot of the grades have had like a little bit of adjustment with people coming and leaving, but our sort of core four has stuck together since my freshman year. And it's been really awesome because we have a lot of skill and variety between those girls. So myself, obviously, and then Grace Curran, who is kind of like our star player on the team was graduating this year. She's a forward. She has an extensive club hockey background and she was really an amazing mentor for me over the years. Um, 
I think one of the things I was nervous about when joining the team is that, you know, girls like might kind of look at me differently because I didn't have that background. And with her, especially being, you know, we're both forwards or both kind of in the same grade. Um, it wasn't like that at all. She's honestly been an amazing inspiration for me over the past years and, and seeing her improvement statistically, you know, uh, earlier in the season, she actually like hit a hundred points for her year over or for her uh, career at Villanova. So it's been amazing to watch that. So we had her, we had our goalie, Molly McKenna, who is our starting goalie this year year and being able to watch her play evolve also and just learn a lot from her professionalism and kind of all the things that she's learned she actually played hockey in Cape Cod so it's like a huge like hockey hub just just seeing all the knowledge that she had um, especially from her position as a goalie has been amazing and then uh, their senior Liv Gordon who is one of our star defensemen she actually has a kind of a similar background to me where she had a, had a bit of a break in skating uh, figure skated at some point and then obviously grew into this really amazing uh, defenseman who has done so much for our team and has really she's kind of like the hype man of the group so just having that kind of core unit in my grade has been really incredible and so as a freshman kind of joining the team with them it was an immediate support system and then kind of on the flip side of that a lot of the seniors that I had the privilege of working with my freshman year also just made the process really comfortable I still stay in touch like with a lot of them and kind of growing and learning from their hockey experience was really great and then obviously COVID hit that was you know definitely challenging because I felt like my freshman year I just started to get in the swing of things and kind of like had this really amazing first season my freshman year actually with just 12 girls we placed second in our uh like regional playoff so it was just kind of an amazing feeling to be going off of that and then you know COVID happened things got shut down but then yeah, junior and senior year, we've just experienced like an unbelievable boom. Um, we have over doubled in size. Our roster this year was, I believe, 28 girls. So it's really been amazing to watch. And as a player, again, just getting to meet so many more girls and kind of grow my hockey IQ just by being able to like play with people that honestly probably would never have gotten the opportunity to play with otherwise has definitely helped me grow as a player. And talk about what it's like playing the ACHA and just the competition that you play um, in your region. Yeah, I mean, it's it's extremely competitive. Um, so the ACHA, there's over 60 teams. So it's obviously like a absolutely huge division in women's detail. Um, and then within our specific, we're in the Southeast region, which is like right around 30 teams. I think it was 27 and now they've added a few in the off season. So even bigger next year, which is really crazy. And then we play in the DVCHC, which is, I would argue, one of the most competitive um, of like the regions or like of the conferences within the ACHA. So it's us, University of Delaware, University of Pennsylvania, the Naval Academy, Loyola, University of Maryland, and Rowan University. So if you look at the rankings throughout the year and like which teams went to nationals of the Southeast region, most of most, if not all of them, I think were from the DVCHC. So it's an incredibly competitive conference to play in, which makes it really fun for us because we know when we have, you know, kind of the circle around those big matchups coming up in our season, like, you know, we met Navy a couple times, Rowan, uh, Delaware, you know, playing those matches. is just really exciting. It gives everyone something to look forward to, but yeah, in general, I mean, a lot of the girls who play in ACHA D2 have had years of club experience and training, especially, you know, the teams that we play or play in the ACHA that are from Canada. I mean, those girls kind of grow up living, breathing hockey, and we're just kind of showing them what the New England style looks like. And I think it's really fun and exciting to see that. What's the best road arena to play in? 
Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say nationals last year, uh, we played at the Centene Community Ice Center, which is the Blues practice rink. Oh, and funny. that was really, really cool experience. I don't know why. I feel like Navy probably has a good rink. I've never seen it before, but I just it's a feeling that I have. Am I accurate about that? It's it's pretty solid. I mean, this this might be a controversial opinion amongst the DBCHC, but I think Delaware's rink might be a little bit nicer. Okay. Um, it's it's kind of decked out a little more, but it's definitely fun to travel everywhere and kind of see people uh, in different areas. So obviously, this past year you were heading into your senior se- season, uh, and you were obviously one of the more experienced and veteran players on the team. Uh, so what type of leadership did you want to bring to the team this past season? Would you say you were more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? I think it's definitely a good mix of both. I mean, I think when you're in a leadership position, especially like mine, so I was one of our captains this year, as well as the president of the program. So kind of being in those two positions, you kind of see both sides of the organization. As captain, I would say it's a bit more of like an on-ice role where obviously like the rest of the seniors were also captains and and they can definitely contribute a bit more in terms of their hockey experience than I can. But I definitely would try to be, you know, very vocal and like what I've observed as someone who's just watched hockey for a very long time and now is like planning to work kind of in the industry. Um, And then more so as president who kind of sees like the business side of all of it and kind of has a bit more of that interpersonal relationship with like the girls that I play with. I think it's really important just to always be like a support system for them. This year, I got really lucky with my vice president, Austin Elvacrog. She's actually going to be the president of the program next year. Um, She was really like the backbone of a lot of what I did with her organizational efforts, the way that she organized the team's logistics. She covered a lot of our transportation and just was really like a huge rock for me throughout the season. So really having that support system and and knowing that the other leadership around me really was contributing to a high level made me a lot more confident in my leadership skills as well. Now talk about this past season and what did you take away from it? I mean, this past season, I think, was by far and large more than, you know, what we ever expected it would be. I think, you know, my junior year, right, or even going back to freshman year, like I mentioned before, my freshman year, we were second in playoffs. And then, um, you know, we hit COVID, but we knew that we really wanted to keep the momentum going. My junior year, we had a huge, you know, boost in numbers. And I think that really propelled us um, to kind of overcome some of our competition. And then, you know, we made that top five ranking for the first time in the Southeast region. And all of a sudden the conversation began that we might have a chance at going to nationals. And then we did go to nationals. And then that was in a really eye-opening experience that like we can break that ceiling, like we can compete with the best of the best. And so I think a lot of that junior year fueled us to want to really elevate our performance for this past season. So we were completely undefeated in the first half of the season. Our record overall was 15-1-1 for the regular season. So it was just honestly unbelievable. And then we were ranked first in the ACHA rankings for the Southeast region for the entire year, which was really awesome. We beat a lot of sort of the upper level teams in the DVCHC and kind of beyond, um, which was really exciting. It wasn't something that we were able to do before. Um, So that was really cool. And then overall in nationals, we placed ninth overall in pools. And then of that, we were second in the Southeast and first out of all the DVCHC teams, which was just an incredible feeling. Um, 
you know, being in nationals in general this past year was just an awesome accomplishment. And I know next year, you know, we're getting, we well, this year we had an amazing freshman class just to list off a few names, you know, Cameron Brown, she was a rock star. She was at the all-star game for the DVCHC this year. She really contributed at a, at a really high level, you know, uh, Caitlin Bronzo Garrett. I mean, I could list all of them. All our whole freshman class was just absolutely unbelievable and contributed in, I think, a lot of ways that really propelled us forward. And then our sophomores and juniors, and then obviously the senior leadership, everyone really just came together and was super motivated to really reach new lengths uh, this year. And so, yeah, looking back on it, it was just a really great season. Yeah, talk a little bit more about your Nationals experience. I know your team didn't win, but you guys won one out of three games that you played. Uh, but what did you just take away from your first experience being there? Yeah, so, I mean, this year it went a lot differently for us than it went last year. Um, we were definitely a lot more prepared both me uh, mentally and also just kind of with our approach to the, the level of game that we were coming to Nationals with. It was really unbelievably exciting to win our first game. It was, I mean, the feeling of, <clears throat> excuse me, just being on the ice afterwards. And, you know, everyone was just so excited that we were able to win, you know, obviously against like a very high level team and just in this really competitive environment. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways was that after our Nationals experience my junior year, we felt like there was definitely a lot of questioning of whether Villanova belonged there. Um, we, we didn't have the best performance my first year. And so I think this past season, we really proved that we do belong there and that we are like a very fierce and competitive player in women's D2. So it was, it was just a great experience, you know, in the terms of the hockey. And then obviously like one of the biggest things about our team that I think really differentiate us is our team culture. Everyone is incredibly supportive and wants to see each other succeed. So celebrating everybody's goals and just really coming together. We had a bunch of team dinners when we were at nationals. We saw like a lot of family, a lot of our alumni from the New England area were able to come down and watch us play. So in general, it was just like a really great couple of days. Yeah. And well, individually you talk, you, so you talk about how your team made a lot of improvements uh, from your junior and senior year. I'm just curious individually, what do you think was the biggest improvement that you made to your game? I would say definitely. I mean, physically just having more years of hockey experience under my belt. Like I think my skating has improved a lot. I think, like I mentioned before, my hockey IQ has improved a lot because it's obviously very different to go from just watching the sport to really being there in real time and having to assess where you are on the ice, like the movement of the game and sort of how that's going. I think the biggest thing for me was definitely just overcoming a mental challenge. I think when I first started out, like I had a lot of self-doubt and insecurity in the fact of like, oh, do I like really belong here? Like, am I really going to find success on this team? But I think a lot of that was kind of overcome just by being able to involve myself as much as possible. Like I've always, every year I had a different leadership position on the team, whether it was running our social media or running our recruitment. And obviously this year being president and then um, it was it was a really incredible honor at the end of this season. I was actually awarded the Off-Ice MVP award from the ACHA. So I think it really showed me that like you can still contribute to the team at a really high level, even if you don't have like a very extensive background, like you can always find a way to contribute and, and leave an impact on the team. That's awesome. I feel like I would uh, be I'll be bragging about that award like for years to come. Like <laughs> when, like when I have kids, like I was the offseason MVP uh, in the ACHA. That's really cool. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Now, 
obviously you're graduating this year. So what will you take away from your Villanova hockey career? I know that's sort of a broad question, but I'm just curious. Looking back on it now, there was a lot of highs and lows, but it seems like it was an experience that really benefited you and it's going to be very beneficial after you graduate college. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm definitely sad that it's over, but I think the biggest takeaway is just like the friendships that I made. Um, I really have made my like closest friends on the team. You know, the seniors I grew up with basically at Villanova. So it's just amazing to kind of have those connections and just want to give a quick shout out to Austin again, my vice president, who really just made an incredible impact and our wellness director, MK, who's, you know, also been like a really big player on the team for and one of my closest friends. So just having them to kind of look back on this experience with and kind of carry those connections with me is definitely important. And then kind of looking towards next step. I'm actually working at FanDuel after graduation as an NHL trader. So I think, you know, my hockey experience here has really set me up well for that because the way that I analyze the game and the way that I can kind of assess what's happening on the ice has definitely been improved by my actual ability to play. Um, so definitely a lot of really awesome takeaways. May I ask what a fan trader is at FanDuel? So, yeah, so as an NHL trader, basically what I'm going to be doing is setting like the, a lot of the odds that, you know, if you're somebody who sports bets, you go on your okay. FanDuel app, you open it up and all the numbers that you see, there's an actual person who's like putting them out there. So I'm going to be basically the person who puts them out there. That's really cool. That's really cool. Is it um, is sports gambling legal in Jersey and Pennsylvania? Yes, it is. That's good. That's good. Because I know it's starting to become legal in uh, different states. Like in Massachusetts, it finally just became legal uh, to do it on your phone, which I know a lot of people are very happy to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a lot of growth and it's like a very exciting part of the sports industry to be involved with. So I'm definitely very excited to start. So we're now in the non-hockey segment or ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice along with some of your teammates as well. Uh, so first question is, what music do you like to listen to? Um, I would say I like to listen to a lot of rap and rock, also a lot more EDM since I joined the team because that's kind of our like pump up music before the game. Nice. Do you guys have a warm up mix like on SoundCloud or something like that? We do. We do. We actually, it's funny, our, one of our coaches actually purchased like, you know, one of the frat speakers, like the big one that lights up. So we yeah, have one yeah, of those yeah. and it's probably one of the biggest responsibilities is the girl who like brings the speaker to <laughs> and from our games and, and is on aux. Like it's very highly held because we always have to have the music going. That makes sense. That makes sense. Who's the best aux player on the team? I would say definitely MK. She's our wellness director. And obviously a big part of wellness is keeping the vibes rolling. So that's what she does with her music for sure. Now, what would the perfect day look like for you? Um, I would say definitely anything that involves going to a Rangers game, I feel like is good. Um, I'm a big outdoors person. So warm weather is also appreciated. I usually go to the beach a lot over the summer. So yeah, I think for me, probably going to a hockey game, like you said, uh, and then the summer, probably going to a Red Sox game. So those are those are like my I think it's always fun going to a sports game. So I know it's I, it's probably a basic answer, but that's probably what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what is your guilty pleasure TV show? Oh, guilty pleasure TV show. That's a good one. Um, I feel like I find myself throwing on like 
a lot of like The Office, just as kind of like background music. It's like, I think people would call it like a comfort TV show. It's definitely like a comfort TV show for me. I think um, over winter break, I actually watched Shorzy. Not sure if you've heard of it. It's like, it's like a very, if you're into hockey, I think you'd really like it. It's like a very kind of niche sense of humor, but it's like hockey oriented and it's, it was pretty funny. So I would recommend that. Yeah, I think my guilty pleasure, probably like I watched The Bachelor one time and that was pretty entertaining, not going to lie. So it'd probably be that. That's funny. Yeah, my roommate's like very into Love Island. So every so often I'll sort of like pop <laughs> in and out and kind of see what's what's new with that. But not a huge reality TV person. So Yeah, I'm not either. But like there's times where it is entertaining. Like if there's nothing on TV, like you just pop it on and like it does does a good job wasting time. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Oh, I hate to have a repeat answer, but definitely would be Henrik Lundqvist, yeah. just because like I've been a fan of his for so long. And I just would like love to have a sit down conversation, especially like he has a new podcast out, I've which is really, it's really cool. Good. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to it a lot. So definitely would love to just like hear about a lot of his like business ventures and the podcast and like philanthropy, because obviously he has his foundation, which is like really huge. So would love to learn more. Yeah, I w- listened to the episode with Eli Manning, and I thought that was pretty interesting hearing two different athletes from different sports who have probably made it in the highest level to talk about. It. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's your most embarrassing hockey moment? Well, there's been a lot of them, so definitely uh, an easy question to answer. I would say probably my most embarrassing hockey moment was actually at my first practice at Villanova. I I did cry because I was so nervous about being there and like pretty much playing hockey for the first time, but um, haven't been a lot of tears since then. So That's it's good. all it's That's all good. good. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. Everything every hockey player probably has some sort of tears when they first start off. Usually it's when you're much younger, but I understand where you're coming <laughs> from. Absolutely. Luckily, I'm assuming your teammates uh, sort of made that uh made it made it much better after that. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, like I said, it's all it's only really been happy tears since then like That's you good. Know, so. Well, speaking of your teammates, uh, who's the funniest teammate you have at Villanova? Oh, funniest teammate. I would say it's definitely a tie between two. Uh, Freshman Karina Baylor, she is hilarious. She is like very like on the ice. Like she'll she'll dance around a lot. She'll like make funny faces. And it's always like very encouraging to see, especially in some of the more like heated moments. It's nice to have like a sense of comedic relief. And then junior Nadia Di Natale, she's also like a very funny, big source of energy for us on the team. So yeah, definitely those two. Now, I think Sarah, that you might have the best style on the team, but besides yourself, (laughs) uh, who would you say has the best style? Um, I would say definitely has to be Liv Gordon, um, my fellow senior who I mentioned before. She has come rocking some really incredible outfits. Um, she has like a very strong hat game, always has like a cool trucker hat going on. She's like a big fan of like monochromatic outfits. So she'll have like khakis and like a sweatshirt and like just the whole vibe always looks really cool and like no one quite rocks it like she does. So I'd say her for sure. And then last non-hockey question is, what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? I don't want to say mine because it's pretty obvious it's what happened to the bees last night, but I'll, I'll ask what you what you thought was the most interesting thing. 
I mean, honestly, it is hard to top that. I would say just the playoffs in general have been really cool to follow. I mean, as a Rangers fan, you know, it seemed like we had a really strong start, then it got a little rocky, and then we kind of reeled it back in. And I think that's just kind of like the beauty of like the NHL postseason in general is that you never know what to expect. I think, obviously, I'm biased, but I think of all of like the major sports, like I really think that it's like the coolest like postseason to see because it really can go so many ways. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. And yeah, it's going to be a fun game tonight between the Rangers. I love Jack Hughes. He's one of my favorite players in the league. So but I also like Panarin as well. So I think it's going to be a good battle. Um, it's in New Jersey, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So um, getting back to some hockey questions now. Uh, first one is, uh, what advice would you give a younger player listening to this podcast on, I guess, what it takes to make it to college hockey? I think it's really cool to hear from your uh, background, knowing that if you really want to play hockey, there's outlets for you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth is that I think there's a space in hockey for everyone, especially I think too, now that the ACHA is this like very well-developed um, like organization where there's multiple levels. Um, and it's, it's cool because in our um, DBCHC all-star game, we actually had like a segment called like the new stars. So there are a lot of girls like on the teams who are relatively new to hockey and like haven't had, you know, a background like that. So I think that there's really a big push in the ACHA and kind of in youth hockey in general, just to get more kids involved and sort of expand into certain, you know, geographic areas or regions where hockey's not as popular. So I would definitely say like, it sounds cliche, but just don't give up because like, again, I never thought I would play hockey. And I think, you know, the same can be said for a lot of other people, but if there's a will, there's a way. So definitely we'll find a space to succeed and kind of pursue that passion. And from your perspective, what should be done to help grow women's hockey? I mean, I think definitely like the biggest thing is really just like viewership and kind of dedication of leadership. I think that women's sports in general, as we kind of saw with like, or have continually seen with like the women's NBA is that it's getting a lot more viewership and a lot of people are now realizing like sort of how big of a deal it is and how women's sports deserve like equity and kind of like an equal voice in the room as, as men's sports do. So I think definitely just having a change in perspective and, and kind of giving it a chance. I feel like honestly, one of the biggest things with, with women's sports is that people like don't really know a lot about it and then they'll see a game and they'll actually be like wait this is super cool so I think really just ripping the band-aid off and like watching you know a, a woman's sporting event whether it's hockey or something else and just kind of getting that experience and seeing how cool it is like I know when people come to our games you know maybe for the first time they don't know what to expect but then they see like that it's really fun it's really cool they come again they bring a friend and just like that you kind of little by little sort of build up this viewership and community so I think definitely yeah just taking a chance on it yeah I feel like uh, the women's final four this year was more talked about than the men's one at least from my perspective yeah I think I mean, like I said, it's it's super competitive and like a lot of these girls who are like playing, they have these really extensive backgrounds and really extensive trainings. I mean, obviously, like we don't have an NCAA D1 program here for for either side, men or women, but even the girls, you know, on our team that we play with, like a lot of them have grown up in these hockey spaces where a lot of girls like have gone on to play in these really prestigious and awesome programs. So I think just like, again, like that viewership and kind of feeding into the hype of it all, like it definitely will will bring the sport like a long way. 
Well, do you have any shout outs you want to give uh, to any of your teammates, family members, friends? Uh, feel free to do that. Oh, absolutely. Um, definitely first shout out to my coaches because obviously without them, I wouldn't be here. So that's, we have coach Matt, who's kind of our head coach, coach Mike, who's our assistant and defense coach and coach Brennan, who's our goalie coach, you know, coach Matt, especially like I kind of, I started at the same time that he did with the team and it's really been amazing to grow up together. Um, coach Mike is really also just been like an incredible presence and, you know, I don't know a whole lot about defense, but I know that they trust him with their life. So it's really cool to see that. And coach Brendan, I actually had, you know, a really interesting experience with, because as I mentioned, our um, junior year nationals run was like not the most, um orthodox of experiences because we actually didn't have a goalie who was able to go so I had to play goalie or I guess I volunteered myself to play goalie for our three games at nationals and Brendan was really just a great uh support for teaching me how to play goalie really for the first time so definitely the three of them uh like I mentioned before the seniors Grace Molly and Liv who I mean again, have really just been so integral in my college experience and their friends that I, you know, hope to have for the rest of my life. Um, huge, huge shout out to MK and Austin, who are our incoming president and vice president. You know, I got the chance to work both of them on our executive board this year. And I know that the program is in amazing, amazing hands and they're both incredible athletes, but also really incredible leaders. So I'm really excited to see, you know, where they take the team. Um, our league commissioner, you know, how you said about growing women's hockey, I think no one is a better uh, example of that than she is. Um, she's the commissioner of the, or Taylor, she's the commissioner of women's D2 and also of the DVCHC and the work that she's done to really establish our league and kind of build the conference has been awesome. And then obviously, you know, wouldn't be an interview without thanking the family, especially my parents who, you know, have always been super supportive. I remember when I called them for the first time to tell them that I signed up for club hockey, they, um, basically dropped the phone and we're like, what are you, what are you talking about? But then, you know, they knew that it was something I always wanted to do and they've been super supportive of it. So. I have to ask, uh, what was it like playing goalie for the first time? Cause I played goalie uh, for, when I was younger and I loved it. I'm assuming you did as well, but it must be weird. Like facing those shots for the first time. It's a bit scary knowing that you have to like go in front of them. You're not like avoiding it. Right. Uh, scary is definitely the word for it. And, you know, of course, like as fate would have it, the first game that we played with nationals, mind you, I had one practice before with like the pads and everything. So the first game that we were playing, it was against like the number one team in the ACHA, like at the time, they've actually moved on to D1, like ACHA D1 now. So it was definitely a nerve wracking experience, but again, like we just knew that we had to do whatever it takes. And like, for me, it's always been about like contributing to the team in whatever ways I can. And like, we knew we had to go to nationals and like, we couldn't do that without a goalie. So I was like, you know, might, might as well take a chance yeah. and do it. And honestly, I'm glad I did. Honestly, the hardest part about being a goalie is just handling the puck behind the net and doing that stuff and communicating with the defenseman. I find like, once you learn how to like, the techniques and positional stops to make saves because a lot of it is really just being in the right position to make the save. Since sometimes you can't see the puck. I find the communication with the defensemen or defenders uh, behind the net or stick handling is like the toughest part. 
Definitely. It was a huge learning process. And I was very, very lucky that, you know, our starting goalie came back because she was abroad that semester, hence why she couldn't go. I was very happy when she was back and made all the incredible, amazing saves that she always does. And I personally did not have to worry about it anymore. But it was a great experience for sure. Well, who should we interview next uh, from your team? I know you mentioned a lot of people, so... Oh my gosh. I mean, can you like fit the whole team in a segment? <laughs> um, I would say definitely uh, Grace Curran. She is really awesome. She had a groundbreaking season. Like I mentioned before, she surpassed that 100 point threshold and she's really just been a great mentor for a lot of the girls on the team. Um, and, you know, she's gone on to do like really, really cool things post-graduation also. But I think, you know, hockey's been a, a really big part of her life and she can definitely, you know, touch on a bit of that sort of youth hockey that I kind of can't yeah. uh, contribute to as much. But She's a great, great player and an awesome friend. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. I wish you nothing but the best uh, for your future endeavors and with your new job at FanDuel. I know you're going to do great at that. And uh, best of luck to your team moving forward. Obviously, you guys made a lot of strides in the last four years, and I know you guys are going to continue to do that. So, But thank you so much for your time. It was a lot of fun getting the chance to meet and talk with you today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it.